Hey, Nick Flarty here. Uh, we talk about Night Quest the Crusade uh, in Detective Comics 674. It's a pretty intense conversation. We talk about guns. Guns play uh, a huge part of that issue. And we talk about not only gun culture, but school shootings and uh, that kind of thing. So I just wanted to give you a heads up that that is happening at the end of the uh, regular continuity Batman stuff. I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today, we're talking about Batman Adventures, issue 20, that came out April 1994. The Professor, Mastermind, and Mr. Nice are back. In reading this issue, I realized they're one of the few rogues without a tragic backstory. It's all just antics and hijinks with these guys. Oh, Jason, I love hijinks. What'd you think of issue 20? I fucking loved it, but it, it made me... Well, we'll get into it more when we talk about it, but I, I, I had some thoughts about just sort of like craft and skill in general, you know? Oh, yeah? But we'll, 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 we'll oh, get I'm to interested. that. We'll get to that. I'm but I, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely first, loved it. First, we have to gather our psychological strength and get into Shadow of the Bat 27. Shadow of the Bat 27 was on stands with Alan Grant writing and Brent Blevins on pencils. We pick up where we left off. Clayface 4, a.k.a. Sandra Fuller, a.k.a. Lady Clayface, has shapeshifted into a snake-like creature and has Jean-Paul Batman wrapped up, killing him. Jean-Paul manages to get to his utility belt and discharges all of his costume's power into her. And then, while she is unconscious, for good measure, he injects her with tranquilizer. Now, dear listener, at this point I was horrified because I was thinking she was pregnant. And then Clayface 4 starts struggling to get away, saying, don't you realize what you've done? My baby, you've condemned my baby to death. Just absolutely real world horrifying. However, we yeah. find out on the next page that the baby has been born. That's right. In this first appearance of Cassius Clay Payne, a.k.a. Clayface 5. So what the hell's going on? Turns out while Avatar was running in the woods after failing to abduct the school bus full of orphans back in Batman 505, he stumbled onto Clayface 3 and 4's hideout and abducted their baby, Clayface 5. Now he's using Clayface's parents to abduct his cousin so he can kill him and also kill Batman. If they don't, Avatar will kill the baby, Clayface 5. Clayface 3, aka Preston Payne, delivers Avatar's cousin to him. Avatar uh, tries to get away in a car and Clayface 3 whips a trash can at it, causing it to crash. Jean-Paul Batman is on the scene. Everyone is fighting. Avatar manages to drive away with his cousin in the car. Clayface 5, a.k.a. Clay Payne, is a child who is balancing on the rail of a fire escape a few floors up. Clayface 3 runs up to save Clayface 5, who is then thinking he can fly like his mom with clay wings. Clayface 5 falls and is heading towards some power lines, but John Paul Batman saves him. John Paul sends all the Clayfaces to jail. Avatar takes his cousin to an abandoned spraying mining equipment factory. He has a machine set up that slowly drops weight onto his cousin's chest, increasing the pressure on him until it pushes him through a bed of nails. We finish up with Avatar cackling about family bonding as he goes full EC comics with an extreme close up at the end. Also, also in this issue, 
there is a detective looking in at an absolute runny puddle of flesh and hair left behind by Clayface 3 when he melted the cop in front of all the orphans. And he's saying to the commissioner, no doubt about it, commissioner, this is Clayface 3's work. Everyone on that page should be vomiting. I mean, the <laughs> smell alone, Jason, the smell alone, I cannot imagine. Commission. Uh, uh, what, what do you got to say? Well, no, no, no. finish the description. Finish, okay, finish, all right, finish all right, the all right. synapses. The, the commission puts out an APB on Clayface 3. By the way, the guy who's like, oh, yeah, this is Clayface 3, is a fucking detective. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, genius. The guy is a puddle. Like, of course it's Clayface 3. Anyway, anyway, the commission puts out an APB, APB on Clayface 3, and two officers in a squad car debate over which one is Clayface 3 because there's so many goddamn Clayfaces at this point and everyone knows there's too many Clayfaces, even Alan Grant and Brett Blevins, they are literally winking at the reader about how many Clayfaces there are and then two pages, they're like, here's the origin of Clayface 5. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. A little bit of blood came out of my nose when I read this, Jason. <laughs> Good blood though, right? I uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm, ba- I'm like... Just absolutely, these these two issues hit me like a Mack truck, Jason. <laughs> well, so, but let me ask you this, though. Hit you in a good way or in a bad way? I cannot tell. I think in a good way, in that I was having a good time, but in a bad way, in that I feel like you can just make as many clay faces as you want and no one gives a shit. And I'm, I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> don't isn't there isn't there something sacred isn't there like can't dc wrangle this like come on this isn't even the it's this is the first appearance of clayface five it's not even the last clayface there's three more clayfaces jason you're you're asking you're asking if anything is sacred in in a world where at this point i think they had already at least once restarted the entire universe with yeah, crisis on infinite that's earths I, I i don't think they got to another restart yet this is like almost a decade after crisis on infinite earths uh around the same time you know uh 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 hal jordan's uh you know uh, girlfriend is fridged right kyle rayner's Rainer's girlfriend's fridge oh yeah hal jordan hal loses jordan. his entire hometown yeah, yeah, and and then Hal Jordan loses his damn mind and kills almost all like the Green Light. Like it's like right. yeah, so he no, tries to no, rewind th- time at some point. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Th- this this is the like these two issues won me over. You know, yeah. it, it won me over because Brett, well, Brent Blevins' art, fucking beautiful. Yeah, it he really, did a great job. Yeah, and, in and particular, I, the last issue has this moment after Clayface's burns the police officer into a puddle. Uh, yeah. in front of the orphans. Where like uh, <laughs> Leslie Tom- of, very very important to mention this was in front of traumatized children in a group therapy session trying to get over their recent previous trauma. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the context is important. Doctor uh, Leslie Tom- Tompkins is trying to be like, get the hell out of here, Clayface. We're not gonna, you know, you can't. You're not gonna take uh, uh, Eccleson with or whatever his name, Graham, uh, whatever, Avatar's cousin. You can't take it. Yeah. And Clay, there's a shot that uh, Brett Blevins drew where she's like, you got to go through me. And, and Clayface is like reaching towards the camera. He's like half melted. He looks mm-hmm. fucking nuts. And he's like, that's fine. He's like reaching right at you, the reader. And I'm like, hell yes. 
hell yes. Such good art choices for story. I I also have to imagine that Alan Grant and and Blevins and like just the whole creative team, like assuming their their approximate ages at the time, were also just probably like fans of like horror comics. And I'm sure at some point like got like copies of like creepy and all the EC stuff. And so like it seems like like Alan Grant probably knew exactly too like what he he was like, oh, I I think like Blevins is going to understand the kind of thing we really want to do. Yeah, like here, you especially, know, so like, especially at the end when it's just like uh, Avatar and, and his cousin and yeah. he's like loaded into the machine and he's. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. That's some old school, like family. vault of horror shit. Like, right? yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Fucking awesome. Ruled. That stuff ruled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I, I think I think with the art, the art, it really won me over. This will probably become a theme in the episode because it, I'll, I'll I'll mention it again when we get to uh, Batman Adventures. But. I was thinking about it like, you know, like Chuck Jones had all these rules, right, for like making his cartoons for depending on the characters. And he's like these rules, they were like laws to him. You have to stick with it. Right. And and, then people point to that like, oh, yeah, look at these like, you know, masterpieces that these people like made like and they stuck. It's like, yeah, okay, that's one way to do it. But also you got to have the people to do it, though, you know, while other people might have had like an idea of like. Oh yeah, we want to do this like old, this horror style story. I mean, we know we know we have to have like you know the uh, uh, Jean Jean Claude Batman, you know, in Jean there. Jean Claude Batman. Now we're talking. Yeah. Jean yeah. Paul Batman. Jean Paul, but you know, Jean Claude Batman would have been oh, fuck, fuck that last line of thought I just had. Nick, we got to, we got to unpack Jean Claude Batman. Is that what you're Nick, saying? <laughs> you, you know, you know editors at DC. Okay, can I write a spec script for Jean Claude Batman? I mean, holy you can do, shit, you can do anything you want. I'm not going to stop you. Well, no, but now, st- <laughs> whether it gets into the hands of DC editors, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying for in the first time in my life, I'm trying to exploit our friendship. For uh, <laughs> for for you to get my dumb ideas in front of a, a serious professional who works in comics, Jean Claude. God damn, I'm gonna have to get back to that. But uh, in in this case, though, bring it back to it. It's like that's a simple idea or or, or an obvious idea of like you have these uh, villain characters that are kind of like hokey because, like you said, they were winking at the audience that like. Yeah, we know there's a lot of clay faces. It's silly. <laughs> right, right. But but to make it so good, to make it so that it wins you over as like and and as adults reading it, I'm sure, sure if I was like 12, I would I I already would have been yeah, yeah. just in, into it. You need you need the people. You need the, you know, you need right, the pros, right. like the pros of the pros to really execute it right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I think it just speaks to their I kind of hate the word talent, but the 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 craft that all these people have have cult- the level had cultivated. Of skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just over the very, years. very high, and they know what they're yeah. doing, and they they understand the mark, and they hit it. And it's such a bonkers, like you said, you you felt like you were taking crazy pills. It's just yeah. a bonkers. Oh, yeah. it's a ride. idea, but but it kept you locked in though too. You're like, this oh is yeah, crazy. absolutely. Every page, I, every page. I drilled, is- I, I drilled down on some Clayface stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's, uh. there's some Clayface stuff that I read that I, I was actually like, so I was reading the Wikipedia, right? And I'm like, that yeah. can't be right. There's no way that's, <laughs> there's no way that's a thing. There's some stuff in there that like, I don't want to bring up to the podcast and I don't want to tell you about 
because I don't know if we're going to read it eventually and reading all these Batman adventures and reading the mainline continuity. So I'm like kind of crossing my fingers that there's a specific moment in time for Clayface that I hope we get to because, oh man, oh man, it's going to be great. Anyway, Night Quest of Crusade continues in Batman 507, written by Doug Munch and penciled by Jim Ballant. Mike Manley is off for this issue. We pick up where we left off. Batman in a warehouse with Ballistic, the Three Stooges who went punk, and the Fences who operate the warehouse ready to kill each other, and also looking for Avatar. They fight and set the warehouse on fire. Everyone scrambles to get away and look for another lead on Avatar. Jean-Paul Batman and Ballistic ride in the Batmobile. Ballistic thinks that the Batmobile is cool and they should team up more. Jean-Paul tells him to shut the fuck up and leave Gotham. Jean-Paul briefly thinks about how he doesn't need a partner and imagines Robin and Huntress fighting goons. Please care about Huntress. They get out. <laughs> they get to an Egyptian-themed nightclub, the owner of which helped Avatar escape custody before. There are dance, dancing men completely covered up like a mummy. Don't look at the men. There are women wearing a loincloth and gold pasties dancing. Please look at them instead. Thanks, Jim Ballant. Jean-Paul Batman, Ballistic, and the Three Stooges who went punk are all showing up at the same time. They fight again. They stop the Stooges. Jean-Paul Batman gets information from the Stooges on who put the hit out on Avatar. You know, something he could have asked Ballistic in the car ride over before he told him to shut the fuck up. Ballistic and Jean-Paul Batman go over to the lawyer's house. Jason's cracking up and it's cracking me up. Okay, It's a beautiful thing. It's it's a beautiful plot. I'm sorry. The plot is just so rock-solid, classic, you know. Ballistic and Jean-Paul Batman go over to the lawyer's house who put the hit out. They basically rob him. Not basically. They do rob him. They break into the house and they rob him. Ballistic takes all the money and bounces out of the arc because he doesn't care about anything other than the money. Jean-Paul gets a list of real estate that Avatar's family owns. The lawyer gets tied up for the police to pick up. Jean-Paul is determined as ever to go after Avatar. Jason, what did you think of Batman 507? Oh, man. Oh, man. It it was honest to God. Like, this this is going to sound like I'm being sarcastic, but I, I promise you I'm not. In the hands of a lesser artist, I don't I don't think I would would have enjoyed this book at all. Yeah, but I do. I, I do. I do like Jim Ballance art. It's very it's I mean, obviously, like it's very of its time. I'm sure his, his style has evolved of its time, but it is well done. You know, it is a well done uh, yeah, like 90s. Mm, there's OK, this draft dra- drafts. OK, drafting I, style. It's I will give you the, I will give you this. This is better than the Catwoman stuff that I was reading from Jim Ballant at the time. Okay. Yeah. Like around the same time. This issue is stronger than that that Catwoman stuff. I don't know if he's like oh I'm Maybe on Batman rushed. now so he's like I got to I got to bring my A game or if he was yeah. like rushed on Catwoman. I you know, I don't yeah. know the circumstances or or whatever. There was a double page spread in the nightclub that was like really really great that he drew. Yeah. Where yeah. I actually was like, oh, "Okay. Oh, okay. Now I see why you got DC gigs like all right yeah Jim. yeah yeah and and it's the whole like uh um Jean-Paul Batman just being a dick yeah. to this <laughs> yeah, guy yeah. and also how For like no reason just like they're well, they're they're like commuting on the way over to the next uh crime scene that they're about to create basically it, and, and it's and, just and, like why are you such and, a jerk 
And, well, and right after, and also like right, right, right after the, um, the honest to God, like the shadow of the bat, like for, for as crazy as that story is, those two issues were at least had like some sort of like interesting ideas in it. Like you have these two people who are like, oh, we're freaks and we're trying to like live our lives like outside right. of society because we finally found a home. It's like, oh, wow, there's and some we're manipulated there. into killing Batman, but we don't actually want to kill Batman. Uh, we're like in this terrible situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some there's some there's some like complexity there and it's interesting. And then like this is just like big guy with guns and, and big guy <laughs> with guns. Yeah. who doesn't know at all <laughs> at all his. Pro- uh, I'm invulnerable to bullets, I guess. Right. He doesn't even understand his powers. He's uh, for anyone who doesn't know who didn't listen to the last one. He's left over from the bloodlines arc where they tried to make a bunch of new heroes, including Joe Public and the other invisible guy we talked about in the previous pod. Yeah, Yeah. I these these issues feel like they're really trying to get us to care about the bloodlines stuff. They're really trying to put that foot forward. And it feels like. Doug Munch is like, I guess I'll write a Bloodlines thing, but like, I'm really not going to bring the A game for this, you know? Yeah, it, it feels like he has an open and rightful contempt for having to write the character. Yeah, it feels you know? like he's like, okay, I'm going to write a comic book and it's going to yeah. be a comic book at the end. And that's yep. that's all the energy I'm putting in. Because to sort of reference one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis, uh, The Flophouse, where they watch a bad movie and they talk about it you know that's the premise of it they at the end of it they you know make their final judgment they say is this a good bad movie a bad bad movie or a movie they kind of like and like is this a good bad comic book or a bad bad this to me this is kind of like a good bad comic book like it's not a good comic book but no i did have fun reading it so wait what does I, that I did, mean I, what does that mean for the Clayface issues is that a is it good bad 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 or or Good, good, good. It's good, good. Oh man, the clay good, face good. issues are yeah, yeah. It, 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 the execution, like the execution yeah. of it, like I can't, I yeah. can't ask for a better execution of such a crazy. It is crazy. It is. You know, crazy. it's just a crazy. Yeah. Into, and, and again, like I, I think the 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 reference to the old horror comics is like really on, on point, point because yeah, you know, and and this one is just like you know, I, I think like you alluded to, it just felt like. <sighs> I guess I got to do this, but right. uh, But it's still in the hands of pros. So it's like, well, it's still enjoyable. Yeah. 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 It's still, it's still fun. It's still fun, but it's not great. Like I wouldn't really recommend it unless you're, unless that kind of stuff, (laughs) you know, uh, are you, are you strapped in for the most Chuck Dixon, Chuck Dixon book right now, Jason? my fucking <laughs> god do i have opinions Jesus. all right well let me let me get through Jesus my let me get through book. my spiel Woo. night quest of crusade continues in detective comics 674 written by chuck dixon and penciled by graham nolan jean paul batman stops a shooting in a subway but he's just kind of going through the motions doubting the crusade etc etc a pair of total dorks on a rooftop shoot a guy in another building with a huge sniper rifle Bullock loops John Paul Batman into it. The gun dorks see a gun they like that was too expensive for the military to mass produce and they want it. But it's going on display at the 94 Soldier for Hire World Expo gun show in Gotham. They decide they're going to steal it and also shoot up the place. A Laurel and Hardy analog are working security. 
the dorks arrive and start shooting everyone to steal the gun. Everybody else at the show loves it and starts shooting back. Everyone's fully erect for guns. Batman shows up and basically doesn't do anything. One of the dorks gets hit and they're forced to retreat. That's Detective Comics 674. Jason, what did you think of Detective Comics 674? (sighs) It's going to be really weird, um, but it's going to kind of fall into that good, bad territory again. Oh, really? I'm I'm a little bit shocked. I'm a little bit shocked. It's because of the insane naked right wing fascism light uh ness of it oh it, yeah it's, it, it's, it it's goes crazy. for it it absolutely oh, yeah. goes for it this is in the first pages here's here's jean paul batman's thoughts i'm just going to read two two pages of his of his yeah. inner monologue this is, this this is, is dr- while he's getting shot at in the subway yes yeah each time he has escalates they match force with him a simple subway smash and grab turns into a firefight. Meaningless, senseless slaughter from the meanest of crimes. People die for the contents of their wallets. Gunned down for the change in their pocket or a coat with a designer label. Young animals who don't think beyond the next minute. All they want is everything they see. Homicidal children gratifying their quote-unquote needs at the point of a gun. The crusade is endless. There are more of them on the street every night. This city births these monsters. It chides them for theft and assault, scolds them for murder. Where's the punishment? The system subsides. His body and spirit are left exhausted. Holy shit, man. That is some just crazy, crazy, like. I think there's, okay, okay. I think there's a couple of pieces of that that are like worth highlighting, which is. (laughs) Like Chuck Dixon going after young people who want designer labels, like just like passing judgment on oh, like yeah. and and they're like and they're dumb enough to use violence to get it. And it's like, yep. oh, my God, Chuck, you're yeah. so you're so far away from the from what reality is living. Oh, in yeah. your Living in your right wing bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or just a, I don't even think I would call it a bubble. It's just a it's a worldview. It's this like. Right. It's this like wildly incoherent worldview. And that's what like that's why I kind of like, you know, I put the good, bad like together of it because of the the insane, you know, because I'm sure if you talk to if you talk to Chuck Dixon, right, and like try to have an honest conversation about politics with him or, you know, what, not him personally, because I don't know the man. I'm just saying like in general, people who hold those sorts of views will also hold the opposing view of that, like the U.S. involvement in Vietnam was good. Right. Yeah. But they see sure. but they see no they, they see a difference between the violence and the way it's applied. You know, it's like sure. the same, you know, and, and that to me again, it's just, but it's just such like an insane thing. Like here you have a character who takes it upon himself to dress up in all this high tech shit and just beat the ever loving shit out of someone yeah. for what they think they might be doing. And that's fine. But when somebody, right, exactly. But when somebody else uses violence, yeah. But when somebody else uses violence to get what they want, then that's bad. Right. And you you know, and there's there's none of this like there's there's just this like idea that uh, there's this idea and like sort of like more right wing thought that like being a criminal is um, is an identity and you an an identity that you cannot shed and you cannot change. 
which is why people who they admire who are criminals like Nixon or Reagan or, you know, just pick an awful person. That's why they cannot be criminals because they're not. Right. um, Because we inherently. Yeah. yeah. But also because I'm not inherently a criminal, the crimes I do aren't actually crimes because I would have to have. I would have to sort of genetically be one. You know, like you hear like yeah. that, this, this city births monsters, you know, right. like yeah, that line. Oh my like, God. Like, like as if like, and and of course not to excuse, not to excuse like the violence that does happen for young people. Right. Like when uh, someone who's like 15, let's say like commits a horrific crime, like there sure. shouldn't be an excuse for it. And obviously there should be punishment. Those are all different conversations, but to be an adult and to think that a 15 year old can think clearly about anything is oh my God. the yeah. wildest shit to me. It's the yeah. absolute wildest shit that they think that someone that a human being who's 15 years old can have any kind of capacity for complex thought. And, oh, man, this is going to really fuck up my future. You know what right, I mean? Right. I'm sure there are. But those 15 year olds yeah. are not going to get in trouble. What, what is what, you did it? Did it, uh, I, we're it, like, it didn't wait, hit you okay. in the way it hit me, right? Okay, uh, no. And me, <laughs> when I was reading this, I was not thinking about the complexities of the, the right-wing machine. Well, uh, and it just made, that made me laugh, though. It made me laugh how, like, it's, yeah. Well, because, yeah, I, well, I understand because you're like, oh, Chuck, Chuck Dixon just went for it. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like that, here's, here's the world that I envision. Here's it existing. We're going to live in this space where the, the yes. thoughts that I have are reality. And like, that's a better way to put to, it yeah. to, to be in that space. You're like, oh, we're just going for it. Like, OK, mm-hmm. yes, they mm-hmm. are all bad and evil and they deserve yep. what's coming to them. Yep. They're like, total monsters. That, they're total monsters. And that's that's the world we're going to live in for yep. these 22 pages. Mm-hmm. I. I, on the other hand, was uh, kind of disgusted reading this entire thing. I was just like, I was flipping through it and I was just like, who the fuck does this asshole think he is? You know what I mean? I was just like, I, Jason. Yeah. I was yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I, I was disgusted uh, too, but yeah. But in a, I, um, I, I did uh, the one thing, the one thing that I brought me joy was that I got to in the, in the, you know, synopsis for the issue, I got to write everyone is fully erect for guns. And I feel like that encapsulates this issue pretty, pretty well. Um, Oh yeah. There's a moment where there's two panels where the violence starts with these uh, two gun idiots that come in and they're trying to steal that one gun at the gun show. And there's the crowd at first frozen, like the violence starts and the crowd is frozen. And then they all smile ready to commit violence in, in retribution before it turns into a gun battle. And I was like, okay, that, that kind of made me laugh because I feel like there are people out there. I mean, this is another dark thought, like we're going down another dark highway here, but like <laughs> there are people in the world who I feel like buy guns, like getting ready to commit retaliatory violence and they oh, like yeah. and they want it. They like oh, constantly. they want that gun battle. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, no, yeah. Th- th- those are the same people that uh and again, this is this thing that's like people are so divorced from reality. Those those are like the same kind of people who are like, 
Well, like, you know, if I had, like, the time and I trained a bit, like, I bet I could, like, be a backup quarterback. And like, no, no, <laughs> no, like, no, no, man, like, no, man, no. it's it's not like, oh, I bet, like, if a firefighter, like, I, I would, it's like, motherfucker, like, there are people and, you know, I've never served in the military. Yeah, I have a few friends who have, um, but I've also, like, you know, like, read stories about how, like, there are people in the military trained people people even who have like at certain points been in combat and been in firefights before who fucking freeze up man oh they yeah freeze up in another firefight it's like there, there's no there's no like amount of training and going to the range and that that can even, sure even combat experience i mean sometimes yes it can kick in and i'm sure someone who's trained has a far better chance you know absolutely but but it's it's this like kind of like insane scenario where you cannot plan for how you are going to act in a truly life threatening situation. Sure. You know, sure. Uh, and it, it is funny to think that people would be so ready to pull the trigger or well, it's not funny because it does happen like that's the other thing but the yeah the 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 real the real end of that sentence though is that's why people who typically who have an itchy trigger finger and have a gun for like mostly home protection in large numbers end up injuring a family member or loved one so uh <laughs> did you, you know? did you ever see there was a very old uh when the topic of like school shootings came around and man was I don't know if we're going to use this. I'm just going to tell you about it because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I don't. This is we're down a dark rabbit hole. But like, there was a uh, school shooting story that they did on like ABC News or something like that, where they had a they had a guy, um, in order to like prove that like even if they had a gun in a classroom, you know, and they knew a school shooting was going to happen, like they still would not adequately defend themselves. They So they gave this kid, they did it with multiple people, gave them like a paintball gun, and then uh, was like, okay, we're going to, at some point during your school day, we're going to put you in a firefight, like uh, a school shooting. And we're going to tell you that this is going to happen. And we're going to give you some training at the range with this gun so you know how to use it, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So the person gets comfortable with the gun. They go about their school day. <laughs> One of them. So all of them, by the way, all of them got shot like mm -hmm. before they could draw the gun in a oh, in the situation, of course. Yeah. And then one of them even went to draw the gun, got it snagged on their shirt, shot themselves and then shot their classmate. <laughs> yep. And it's just like, yep. What? fucking matrix fantasy are we living in where we're, we're like, I, I'll be the one to survive, you know? Oh, I, I think I think it's that there, there's this strange thing where I think that people because I was just thinking as you were saying that, like, I'm sure someone could be listening to this conversation and think like, oh, well, come on, guys, you're taking this a bit too seriously. Like, it's a fucking comic book. Like, of course. Sure. Sure. You know. the, the, the only thing I want to say about that is that it is a comic book in 1994. However, we have had 20 years uh, or 30 years of whatever how, however long of like gun violence since 
And oh, I am yeah. just yeah. so Jason, my threshold for guns is so low now. Like I just oh yeah. Do I like ended read this issue that is in full celebration of guns? I was just like, oh yeah. my God, I just can't. I just well, fucking and, can't. And and I think but I think that like the thing though is that like uh uh what like what you're talking about with that with that uh that study that they did is that um you, you know you can say this is just a comic book or things are just tv shows and they are but people vastly underestimate the fact uh of how much they're influenced by media and even just like fictional media like it's actually a really big problem a lot of defense attorneys talk about this a lot um it's a huge problem where like uh when scientific evidence is presented during a trial um it, juries expect it to be like on law and order or csi right. absolutely and, perfect well yeah. and even when it's not though when uh, a scientist quote unquote because you know that's a whole other you know thing uh it, it gets on the stand for the prosecution when they're saying like oh well our tests are blah 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 show this people on a jury legit think and they've been <laughs> they've the interview jurors who've sent people away to prison for fucking life for crimes they didn't commit because they're just like, oh, well, but the scientists said that the evidence pointed to this and like on TV. Yeah, like on CSI. Right, yeah, right. the blood, the blood splatter guy, which Dude. is like blood like, you know, and 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 I think that like there, there's there's this line where people often forget that, like, no, that's not <laughs> I swear to God to you, that's not real life. But like they. I, I don't I'm not uh, uh, well versed enough to know the phenomenon. I'm not a sociologist, but like, you know, that that stuff gets into your head and you just sort of suppose that's the way the world is. You know, it's like the right. way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you so watch, like it's, it's you just, watch enough it's, cop shows and you start to think that that's the way it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so, like, I, I think that, like, that's kind of what you run into because, like, you, like, yeah, you can you can say, oh, it's just a comic book, but it's like, OK, well. But how how are you watching yourself in your day to day, like with your thoughts? Like, are you really like and I don't think most people are. I don't think most people. There's a level of uh, mindfulness that you have to have when consuming media that I don't think the average American begins to have. Not only with media, but just like even stuff online, you know, stuff like that. Like and even I'm not even saying I'm above it. Like people get tired. And they consume something while they're tired and they, it plants a seed of a thought and you know, you don't even know you have it. It like ticks you like one, a little closer to a bias one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, and sometimes too, cause just just for our fun podcast about comic books, (laughs) let me just, can I just circle back around just, just, just to something real quick. One thing I did appreciate about this fun Batman issue that we just read is that we are close to the end of night's quest. And we started with the trigger twins with like gun toting uh, trigger twins. Oh, and now we're ending with these two gun dorks. And so in the middle, we had like the super crimes of like Clayface and blah, 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 you know, like Joker and whatever that Batman's dealing with. But in in essence, the thing that's wearing down and the thing that has always been like, I, I don't know, ever present in Gotham for mm. John Paul Valley is just raw violence, like not super powered crimes. Yeah. Just violence. And I think yeah. that uh, 
that is an interesting deliberate choice for this character. And I just wanted to make a note of it. You know, in, in all of the night quest issues, I've, I've, I've been noticing how much they really want you. They're really pushing all of the tech, you know, not yeah. like Batman's never had gadgets throughout his like fucking 80 year <laughs> run, you know, um, but just like, man, just turned way, way up with. with oh, the, yeah. With that, with with the new suit and everything and the like. You know, like in the Clayface issues, the like uh, discharged all of my suit's power. It's like, okay, but then how are you still moving then? Does this, do you need the suit to move? Well, I, I don't know. How does your suit work? You're assuming I know how your fucking suit works. Okay, great. You know, and, and like, you know, and it, and it's like, and it just, I, I think I will say another just story level criticism at, at like the, this uh, Chuck Dixon uh, detective comics is that like, you know, you never know. And I guess I can't blame Chuck Dixon for this, but it's like, I never feel like he's ever in any danger. Cause like, he's like, oh no, the suit's in danger of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, man. But like, you just got shot at a bunch from a gun that was just shown. It could take out a tank from like a fucking mile away. Sure, and like, you're yeah. just like kind of shrugging concussed. it off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, all right, man, There's, I really that's feel another you're in problem. danger here. That's <laughs> another problem with like guns and media is like this entire, I was looking Cause I was like this entire room full of people shooting guns at everybody else. Yeah. We're shooting guns at everybody else. And the only thing that happened is one of the two gun dorks, uh, got grazed, didn't even die, got grazed. And that was it. Barely any blood at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, 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 no actual repercussions for actions. You know? No, no. Uh, at the same time, like, I, I think there's also like, you can kind of swing too far you know, when you when you read or watch stuff like this, because like I promise everybody the the media that you read, watch, whatever, play, it it does not uh define it doesn't make you good or bad, you know? Yes. <laughs> like except j- for, just except for this podcast, which makes you very, very good. That's that's yes. the only that's this is the only one. Proven Listen by to science. this podcast to be a good person. Proven by science. You know, it's 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 like an indulgence from the Catholic Church before rep, uh, oh, Reformation. No. That's a whole other you know? thing. Jason. You're, you're, get, you're getting into heaven if you listen we, to this podcast. Cannot, I'm saying cannot, it right now. We I can say that. I was that. raised. <laughs> what? I was raised Lutheran. I don't care what the, the Catholic Church can't do shit to me. <laughs> Jason, please. Come on. But like, right. but yeah, right, I just, you right. know, just just a reminder that like, you know, again, who who knows if you cut that whole thing or not? But just that like, the you can consume like. This is why, like, I laughed at, like, how in- insanely, like, you know, right wing, like, th- th- this was written. And, like, just because I'm reading it, it doesn't mean that, like, <gasps> am I a bad person because, right, like, this right. made me laugh? It's like, no, no, like, yeah, f- fucking course not. Like, so, Jason, I, when I are they going to take right wing politics out of our comic books? They keep yeah. shoving it down our throats. I know. What the fuck, man? What <laughs> in the fuck? You want to... Get some more, you know, chill Batman, some more fun Batman, Jason. Oh, God. Some uh, yet again, best uh, best book of the week. Yeah. Batman Adventures issue 20 written by Kelly Puckett, pencil by Mike Parbeck, ink by Rick Burchett, colored by Rick Taylor, letter by Richard Starkings of Comic Craft. Edited by Scott Peterson with an assist from Darren Vincenzo. 
We have a, a cover of Batman gripping the wheel as Mastermind is driving and professors in the passenger seat and Mr. Nice is in the back and they're, the car is barreling towards a puppy playing with a ball in the street and they're all shocked. Uh, oh man, antics, antics abound in this issue, Jason. Should you, do you want to give a quick rundown on Professor and Mr. Nice and Mastermind? Because for anyone who hasn't read or familiar with these characters, they might not quite understand what's going on. Okay, let's see. Let's see what I can remember from the professor, sure. Mr. Nice, and Mastermind. They've only been in one other issue, so I mean, there's not a lot to pull from. Yeah, and they were created specifically for uh, the book for Batman yes, Adventures. They are Batman and Adventures it, characters, and they are analogs to uh, three DC editors. That's it. That uh, I had forgotten the who they were uh, analogs for, but I do remember that. You know, Mastermind was uh, really smart. Could come up with any plan, but there's always some fatal flaw at the end of it that, you know, he doesn't think of that, you know, like Wiley Coyote almost yes. works, never works. Uh, Mr. Nice is a criminal, but he's just so goddamn polite. He's like, it's genetically impossible for him not to be nice, but he's yes. still uh, still a criminal, is still a criminal. And then there's the professor who is a I, I think what shamed uh, uh, academic who's still like just really smart and the classic professor with a, with a, with a pipe and yeah, you know, I think that mastermind, genteel. my mastermind and professor are very similar in that they're both planners mastermind. I think is overzealous in his planning and like yes. aggressive with it. And yeah. professor is more academic about it. Like he, he wants to think of the plan more as like a thought experiment than like an actual thing you go through with. You know? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a better way to put it. But yeah, th- three, three great villains, by the way, that I that yeah. I, I think would have been great in kind of any bat book if you keep the oh yeah you know put the, them the in everything yeah yeah you just just keep the lightheartedness of it. It's you know, it's just candy. It's just it's such wonderful candy. This is smells like Black Sunday, Act One, and a professor shall lead them. Professor's jotting down in his in his notepad and it's him and mastermind in a car doing a bank robbery. The the car's full of money. Batman's hot on their tail swinging in and uh, he's like jotting down his diary while they're escaping from Batman. And he's like, this is my last chapter. My history of criminals pursuits began two days ago when I agreed to reunite with my former partners, blah, blah, blah. So we have three acts and we have three villains Act one is the professor story and it's about them escaping from jail. So they're in jail together and they're like, okay, we're going to do crimes. We're going to get out there, but we need to, we need to get out of here. And so professor's like, oh, that's easy. Just, uh, we're going to need a distraction. So they start like a, a, a riot in the lunchroom and then they're like, okay, now we're going to need a gun. And, uh, Mr. Nice, like, hits a bench and it hits the arm of the guard and chucks the gun in the air. And Mr. Nice is like, Oh geez, I didn't mean to hit the funny bone. I'm so sorry. Uh, and you know, so he's got the gun and then professor's like, okay, uh, now put a bullet 28 inches over there and 42 inches down from the corner. And then they do, and it knocks out the power. So we get a bunch of black panels and they're like, okay, now follow me 34 paces to our right. Now left turn 56 paces straight ahead. And now another left crouch and move one forward. And then we hear a bonk and he's like, you weren't crouching. <laughs> that, and 
they are eventually free. They are at, out of the prison. Yeah, that that whole sequence, the the comic timing of it is goddamn masterful. Like because he's like, well, we need a distraction, and the professor's like. Oh, that should be, you know, uh, the mastermind's like any ideas professor is like, oh, that should be easy. And just stands up ahem, and just goes and the, the, the way, again, just the comic timing of it. I'm not doing it justice. Obviously, you explain a joke, you ruin it, but just stands up and and just goes fire. And then that's all it takes. Everyone's rioting. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, exactly. It's just and then the whole like and as soon as I saw the, you know, the lights going out, I'm like. I'm going to get a good gag here. And right. it is. There's going like, to be a gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, it's just I I love I love a good I love good snappy like jokes. Like they're just yeah. man. So they get out to the yard and Mr. Nice is pointing and he's like, "Hey guys, look, doggies." And it's like three Rottweilers like barreling down on them. And they go, "Don't just sit there." Like Mastermind's like, "Don't just sit there, shoot them cuz uh yeah, Mr. Nice still has the gun, but he's not going to shoot a dog. Come on, no, man. Come on. And and Professor's like, oh, Rottweilers are Dobermans. And he's like snapping a, a tree branch. And then he, he's like, he, you know, Mr. Nice is like, can't shoot the dogs. They're cute. And he's like, oh, give me the gun, you simpering. And like, so Mr. Nice and Mastermind are fighting with each other. He's like, hmm, Rottweilers. 13 octaves above, above high C should do it. And then he's like, here, blow this. And he whittles a whistle. Yep. Capable of making the dogs stop and retreat like a do- he whittles a dog whistle and he's like <laughs> and then he's just like whittling for fun after that, just like whistling and whittling. And then Man. we cut back to the present. Batman is in hot pursuit as as Mastermind is shooting from a moving car. Batman's throwing batarangs at the tires. The tires are reinforced. Mastermind's like, didn't think I'd plan on needing steel reinforced tires, huh? Amateur. <laughs> like the smugness of Mastermind is so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and just the and 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 I mean this in the most like literal sense of like just the the Looney Tunes nature, like the actual like Looney Tunes oh, copyright yeah. TM of of like this entire issue made it man. It, when it I said, me, of course, right at away. the top of this episode, when I said antics. Like, oh, yeah. Antics in this issue. Yeah. It's yeah. So much fun. So much goddamn fun. So God. uh, he's he's professor still like writing in his diary. He's been narrating this entire time. And he's like, hmm, I've gone blank. What was the plan again, mastermind? And he's like, enough with the memoirs already. It's time for some action as he as he like hunkers down over the steering wheel. Brings us into act two, which is mastermind section. Flying blind with mastermind. <laughs> oh, man. the j- And. Yeah, now Mastermind and Professor are still still escaping, still with Batman in hot pursuit. And yep. God, God damn, if there isn't a beautiful, beautiful shot of them driving a great, great car chase scene by yep. uh, Mike Parbeck, by the way. Uh, and But I was like, and man, my I think there were hearts in my eyes when I saw the giant bags of money with the dollar signs on them. Oh, of I'm course. Like, of God, course. God damn. God damn. So still still in, still being uh pursued by uh batman but the mastermind starts ranting about the plan because professor's asking him what's this countdown clock on the on the dashboard for and why why you have the police band open and he's just like god you idiot didn't you remember the plan and pulls out 
like a framed map with just yep. all this crazy shit on it that he's so proud right. of of like so, i've worked out everything so he's got like first ave and there's dotted lines and there's batman and there's arrows and it's bank police headquarters stars street lights x's it's like it looks like shoots and ladders almost in, yeah. in this map yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and mastermind has said he's he's uh uh worked it out uh, worked out the timing so he'll hit every green light in like so many turns and right you know right and and keep them so they're being pursued he take he takes a chance right and uh where <laughs> i'm i'm sorry i have to find it uh, yeah he's he takes a chance on a close one because there's a red light and mastermind's like he's gonna he's gonna see what batman's made of and batman engages his nitrous oxide and shoots through just barely avoiding being crushed by an 18 wheeler. Yeah. He, just l- l- he puts professor- the Batmobile on two wheels. Like, yeah, he, he shoots through the, tr- the, the opposing traffic. That's oh, about yeah, like to a, hit him like, like a fighter jet, like a fighter jet on two wheels. And that Batmobile is extremely long and extremely yeah. heavy. I was, yeah. I was like, Oh, he put it on two wheels. That's nuts. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if you caught this, but the professor casually looking back and, Ah, nitrous oxide sure brings back memories. And like, <laughs> God damn it, professor, you were you hitting the raves in the 90s? Is that, were, were you part of club culture? Was there a club culture in Gotham? Were you 24 yeah, yeah, yeah. hour party people, professor? Very, you, very uh, good. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, that joke was even for that, adults reading this. I'm like, that joke was for like a specific like subset of like, ah, right, right. Makes me makes me wonder about Kelly Puckett just a little bit. Just a little bit. Plants a seed. <laughs> Batman does indeed ca- start to catch up with them, but Mastermind still has another plan in his master plan, which is he calls the police pretending to be somebody else while firing a gun wildly in the air saying there's a maniac <laughs> at their at this particular street they're just passing uh, and to, you know, send people on their way and right on cue, a police car is going to that direction and cuts off Batman. But then <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, again, it's just the Looney Tunes nature of it. Uh, a, a old school traffic cop standing in the middle of the street of an intersection, directing traffic is whistling at them to stop. And because yes. they're very, very cartoony villains. Yes. They're not gonna one of the, just one of the, um, uh, streetlights was out. It was like, it was in a bag in the oh, back. Oh, okay. I, so I that was I that was the, the I, I that fatal one. flaw in in Mastermind's plan is that like <laughs> like he got the he got away from Batman. Batman got through the intersection. Okay, fine. We'll we'll run a screen of like police cars as interference uh, with a fake call. Okay, Batman's through that. He's still behind us, but that's fine. We got we can gun it. And it's like oh, the streetlight was out. So now there's a cop in the middle direct traffic. And they're barreling towards him. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it it's really well and so of course, because they, they don't want to, you know, hit the guy, Mastermind swerves to a stop. He yeah. pulls, turns the wheel, screeches around, flip flips the car in a 180 direction and jump by inches the rear of the car just doesn't hit the traffic cop. Yep. And then Professor looks up and sees Batman. He's like, well, he caught up in a hurry. 
And as yeah. he's getting out of the car, I love this fact. All three of them are screaming. The policeman included. Yes. Yeah, because he's still. I'm like, yeah, I think I think I probably would have shot my pants if I was. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if, if I almost died and then I see Batman jump out, like even if I know I'm not in trouble, I'm still just this is a lot. Yeah, man. Yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. lot all at once. I'm like, again, like <laughs> this the, is a lot. The, the jokes, the jokes in this issue are just beautiful and batman catches mastermind and mastermind's like oh you think you've caught me huh well yeah, he's, you he's know. watching the clock tick down on the dash and he's like five four three two and then he goes one zero zero batman you know what that means you're too late and batman's like too late for what and so mastermind's plan was to distract batman so that mr nice could attack the base, the like army base that has a nuclear weapon on it and mm-hmm. commandeer the nuclear weapon. So Mastermind's like, yo, you don't understand. Now I'm a nuclear power. And, and so you can't do nothing to me because I'll set off the nukes. Which, which, <laughs> which again, it's like, no, <laughs> sure. But, I mean, again, it just makes it funnier that like, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is how. This is how this works. And I love how even the professor is like, maybe you shouldn't have explained your plan to him. And then Batman, <laughs> right, I, I love right, right, Batman right. just casually. And he's he's like he's like smiling, too. He just yeah, pulls smiling, out his bat making cell a phone, phone call. Yeah, he's like, yeah, what, what was like, yeah, uh, Jim, listen carefully. And he has a with a smile on his face. He's like these right. fucking cartoon people. I yeah. know how to foil this plan. Batman's, of course. He's like, Mr. Nice isn't going to do this. He's too nice. And then Mastermind was like, because, Batboy, I made him promise to stop being nice until midnight tonight. (laughs) Oh, man. So we cut to uh, Act 3, Legend of the Dark Nice. One of my favorite act titles in this entire fucking series so far. It's very, very good. It's uh, So we got... Teddy Roosevelt looking Mr. Nice with two Tommy guns hitting the hitting the base. People are scrambling. They're setting off mortars. They're trying to stop him. He's just butter, 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 butter of the Tommy gun all the way through, like get getting through. And he's like, I got to think mean. I promised Mr. I promised mastermind. I got to think mean. And he's like, hey, this isn't so bad. I can do this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I almost like it. He's like hyping himself up. He's like, I've seen the light. I'm mean now, you know? One of the things I probably repeat the most often on the show is just like the gorgeous action scenes, like the, the oh, action yeah. in this, even in such a cartoony, lighthearted issue. It's just still really fun. Good action. Clear hits yeah. really hits right. You Mr. know, Mr. Nice like, uh, starts fighting this entire base of soldiers and they he's like hyping himself up and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah this is so bad. I can do this. And he's they're dogpiling on him and you turn the page and he bursts through with like torn up sleeves and he's like no more Mr. Nice Guy and then and then the second panel is just him with the gun and he's like ah, <laughs> he's just cracking up and he's like shooting the gun just wildly bonkers bonkers and he's like okay target within my grasp you know nobody nobody's there left to stop him kicks in the door he's ready he pulls out his last gun he's ready to take the nuclear weapon and what's there to stop him? A puppy. And he's like, all right, now you move aside. Let me pass. I don't want any trouble. And he's, there's a shot of him just 
down the barrel of the gun, pointed at the puppy. And he's like, now move aside. Don't make me do this. And he's like, the gun starts shaking and the puppy's cocking its head at him. And he's like shaking the gun. It's shot of him shaking the gun. It's a puppy again. The, the puppy's like, arf, arf. <laughs> and he's like trying to not lose his cool. And then you turn the, you get to the last page and he's like, what could I do? He was the sweetest little fella. And they're all back in prison. <laughs> yeah, smash cut. Smash, smash cut back to yeah <laughs> well i just love it's like you could have you could have just picked up the puppy and moved it yeah you know Not it's Mr. just a puppy nice. too damn nice jason yeah too damn nice no. i know <laughs> i know that's again like the looney tunes nature of this book just like i was like as soon as i saw i mean because i obviously like you know told you on the cover like as soon as i saw like batman smile and i'm like yeah. oh okay. yeah foiled yeah, by it. It. yeah yeah, yeah. Foil, foiled by a cute dog is, is okay. what and then masterminds immediately scheming again he's like okay 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 listen up now this one's foolproof and he's like okay these mashed potatoes because they're at lunch these mashed potatoes are the gotham banking system and they're like mr nice is like uh i need I, i'm i'm just not up to it and uh professor's like i actually have a date with a publisher to publish my <laughs> memoir <laughs> and then masterminds like so i'm flying solo then huh fine sweet Vengeance will be mine and mine alone. Do you hear me, Gotham? Are you trembling? And then everyone in the in the uh, all the criminals in the uh, mess hall throw Mastermind into the trash, and he's like, "Apparently not. Apparently you were not trembling." Yeah. No. No. But just man, out now. Uh, I think at this point it might be cheating uh, if I see mastermind the professor and mr nice show up again because i'm just like well of course it's going to be one of my favorite right but just so good because because even among all the other like i think there's only a handful of issues that like of batman adventures that didn't hit it for for either of us yeah um, and and even then they weren't even like that like you they know. weren't bad they were just like not the like the last scarecrow yeah. issue was so good this one was so good, and they're good yeah. for, like, totally different reasons. Yeah, yeah. And and what I was saying before about, like, this being a Looney Tunes thing is what made me think of, like, Chuck Jones and, like, famously, like, his rules. Yeah. But also, like, you got to have the players, man. You know, like, you, yeah. can, you, can, you can make all the plans and fun stories that you want. And you can have all these rules of, like, this is how these characters act. But, like, man, if you don't, if you don't got the ponies... You know, like yeah, you, you're, yeah. you're not you're not going to win that race. And and I think this, this just really like it's just it's just so cool to see. It's so it's just so much fun. It's so in, I, I, I again read this twice in a row. I, yeah. I, 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 I like it's 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 just uh, yeah, man, masterclass, freaking masterclass. And I, I would be so I, I would pay a decent amount of money to see a conversation from the creative team on this book, just kind of right. like for an hour, just kind of kicking stories back and forth of like the stuff they talked about and the stories yeah, around absolutely. making this book and like their intentions behind it and just just all all, all of it, all of it. It's, it's funny that you say that. Uh, so a buddy of mine who is in town runs a podcast called uh, Big Story where he interviews comic people, he's going to have Ty Templeton on. And I was Ooh. like, I, he was texting me about it. And mm. I was like, I have specific questions for Ty Templeton. And they all revolve around uh, things that were happening in 1993 only. 
Oh uh, man, that's great. I'm gonna have to check that out. What was what was the name? Let's get a repeat of that. Uh, Big Story uh, Podcast. Big Story Podcast. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get that on my feed right now. So Jason, I assume that you really love this issue. That this oh, is uh, yeah. another banger. Yeah. 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 You, yeah, you, you yeah. too. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, like I, I, I I'm gonna pay. Sh- I hope you really take this as a compliment. No, I think you will. Why wouldn't you? When, when I saw <laughs> when I when I knew the um. When when I knew the dog was gonna foil the whole plan, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, God damn, this this is a story Nick would write. Like this, <laughs> this is like the exact kind of like. First of all, Jason, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you know, no, like, I, yeah, I. The only thing that shocks me about these uh, Batman Adventures issues is that I don't know how Mister Nice and Professor Mastermind didn't make it over to the regular animated series, like how they did not port these characters over to the cartoon how they left them in the comic books i they seems like a no-brainer to bring them in i think maybe they were this is gonna sound a little weird i think they were maybe a little too cartoony for the cartoon i i think for as like lighthearted as as batman as as batman the animated series could get i think that like they were still trying to keep things like somewhat grounded and i think with okay okay I understand. I hear you. And that is probably true. However, there are some ridiculous episodes of Batman, the animated series. Oh, sure. Real, real. Like the one that I'm thinking of, the one that comes to mind is when Batman gets drugged by the penguin and then a child, a child detective rescues him and puts him in the basement and tries to nurse him back to health. And then the penguins out looking for him. And then the kids got Batman in his basement and it's like, he's trying to hide the Batmobile under boxes and stuff. And I'm like, it's just stupid as hell. It's fun. That's great. Yeah. Stupid, you know? And I feel like this is like kind of the same wheelhouse. Maybe, um, maybe Bruce, Tim and Paul Dini were like, just kind of felt that those characters were, uh, sort of belonged to the creative team on the book. Oh, that might be it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they thought that like, Oh, those those characters would be fun, but uh, I don't know. Like, it's, they created yeah, it for yeah, the yeah. book, and maybe not to step on toes and like. Sure, sure. Um, you, you know. Only other thing I want to point out is on the jumpsuits of uh, Mister Nice and Professor and uh, uh, Mastermind. They had uh, prison numbers on them in the beginning, oh. and those were the phone numbers of the DC editors at at the office and they so they printed the numbers figuring someone would catch on and call them someone would but no one called no one no one called at all no one really? caught that yeah 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 oh so, man i man i love I, I love that kind of i love those little easter egg things so much too. Yeah. like what it's like my favorites of um like early video games because so often uh the programmers like weren't credited you know, yeah. like they would like hide their like, hide names, their names or, somewhere in the code or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love, <laughs> man, I just I just absolutely love that shit because it's it's just it's just, you know it's such an ancient thing. Like in in like Roman right. ruins, there's like you know Claudius whatever was here, like right, you know, car- right, carved right. into a, a wall or like or the, whoever like sucks. You know, like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. God damn, I just. <laughs> People still being people. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Man, what you want to hit the letters column? Issue. Yeah. 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 
So I sent you the letters column. Uh, this was the letters column for the issue where the Joker took uh, an artist hostage in order to make his own comic book where he's the hero and Batman's the loser. Yeah. That was that issue. Um, did any of the letters jump out at you? Uh, only, only, only two really, really jumped out at me. Um, one was like, because they printed a, a rare negative letter, but I don't know if the, I think the person might've been joking. Um, Oh, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. When, uh, let's see, it's really short, so I'll just read it. Sure. Yo, Scott, I like your issues, but what you need is more bad guys. I loved I love Batman Adventures number two the best, but what you need is more killing. I liked your coloring and drawing, and you know that stupid fool, brackets, another letter writer's name deleted here. Don't mind that creep. He couldn't draw himself, lousy fool. Sorry, I had to say something bad about him. Shannon Brooks, Cleveland Heights, Ohio. <laughs> and I'm like, at yeah, first Scott, I was like... Scott says, by the way, Scott replies, uh, sometimes just gotta do what you gotta do. But we should all try. Uh, we should all try real hard to love our fellow letter hacks, which I appreciate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did too. And so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, like, oh, okay, this is someone like very clearly like just being, being a dick, but trying to be like, I'm, you know, winking, like, yeah, yeah, like beginning, beginning a letter, yo, yeah. Like, I, 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 I think I couldn't tell. It, it's hard to tell tone of voice in a letter, and I couldn't tell if Shannon Brooks here is like really spitting some venom, like really did not like another letter, uh, another person who got in the letters column, or if she is like tongue in cheek, like none of that crap, you know? I think, I think it was, I think it was tongue, tongue in cheek. Cause I can't think yeah. of any, like even, even a 12 year old reading a Batman adventures book, expecting there to be more violence because it's obviously supposed to be for kids. Right. Right. You know? So, so I think that was the other, like, Hey, you know what you need in this book aimed at like young kids murder you know like I, I think i think that was the other big sure, uh, uh, sure. Fla flag there uh, and it, it was it was that that and the uh mo mostly just because of where it was from just a a guy uh writing from uh, austria i think it was oh yeah 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 you want to read that letter sure sure are you gonna are you gonna do an austrian accent for this one? Oh no okay no because no, right, no, right. I, I was I, just I, trying to take your temperature on that <laughs> I wouldn't, it's just, I wouldn't be able to keep it up. I'm awful. Yeah, it's a long letter. Yeah. And I would do it for the joke, but even for the joke, like making it really silly. Like, I don't, I don't think I could keep, okay. keep it all right, up. All right. Um, dear Mr. Mr. Peterson and those involved, it all started in October waiting for my train. I came to meet number 13. See comic book stores are rare in a country where the super caped is unreal, ridiculous and ever repeating announced announce their presence in dull European titles among translations of ancient foreign ones. All along I knew some justice had to exist, when two months ago there suddenly was proof. They began to carry the Batman adventures. After waking... I'm... I'm sure he meant walking? Whatever. I'm just I'm, I'm gonna yeah. read it word for word read it word keep, for keep word. all this part and keep all this part in keep all yeah. my stumbles in because you, uh, you know what uh a lot of people write letters and they don't read what they write and they just put it in the mail and the same thing happens on twitter so I'm just yep. just read it word for word yep <laughs> after waking the dozens 
the the dozing shelves. Oh yeah, here it goes. It makes more. After waking the dozing shelves, this unique place is usually ordering two copies per issue. Yet one copy always remains unsold. And with number 15, now it's obvious. I'm the only one in that region, population beyond 200,000, who is buying your book. History used to stumble over pioneers all the time. Moving on to one thing that has been on my mind a lot. Does it happen every day that care for the audience is expressed in a fun-to-read letter column? Unlike others who just do a half-hearted sideline, the Batman Adventures are doubling my warm feelings by creating uh, an Apri's comic uh, dessert. Don't know, I'm pronouncing that wrong. Although I reluctantly accept laws of space limitation and even bigger discussion slash playground would be appreciated, dare to say, uh, dare to stay unusual, Gerald Singal, Wells, Austria. Now, I, I had trouble stumbling through that, but I also want to say, like, obviously, like, English isn't this guy's sure. first language. There's so, a lot like, of, like, unusual sentence structure in there. Yeah. Scott wrote in response, I'm afraid we have no choice in the matter, Gerald. Uh, this is normal for us. Keep an eye out for our summer spectacular 64 pages of nothing but letter columns. It's sure to be a hit. Hey, you could try uh, turning a bunch of new people onto Batman Adventures. Nothing as persuasive as word of mouth. Thank you for writing. It's always nice to have someone new join the little family. And because in the letter, he talks about how he wished there was more space for the letter columns to play in these issues. And it made me, it reminded me of like what made me fall in love with the letters columns in general, which was the max and how it was not just two pages. Like they would do four, five, six pages yeah. of letters. And, yeah, and then classified ads to boot. Yeah, yeah. They were like, there was real love for the community in the pages of the Max. Um, if you're yep. reading that book in trade paperback, I highly encourage you to track down the issues because not only are people chatting about the Max in general, but they're also like pitching fan theories as to like what's going on. So it's like each little issue is like you're getting a piece of like a bulletin board, like frozen in time in that moment which is like kind of amazing yeah i think i think that like it's it's um god i can't believe i just realized this Ugh. but like in the um early days of of having the internet uh when in the dial-up days i very much uh and even in a few years after for a good like four or five years there i had this like sort of addiction to to bulletin boards like there were a handful yeah. of bulletin boards that were like wildly important to me it, it, you know before uh the the you know the long shadow of social media it it was just it, it like you said it just just these like random conversations and things that could happen and i think i was really primed for it by uh the max specifically yeah 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 the and, and the max yeah the the max and uh the letters column in um the older issues of the comics journal before the comics journal um started when they were still stapled together before they had sure. a more like book, more sure. professionalized, you know, like the, the letters in those two were, you know, it was just so. Cause it, it felt I, like a small community of like-minded people who were hyper informed and like mm -hmm. hyper invested. And like, well, that, that kind of thing, like it, with such a niche product, like you don't really have that in your day to day. And so you would have yeah. that in the back of these issues, and then you would have that online on your bulletin boards. I think the faster the internet got, the more it kind of ruined the, uh, ruined it because, uh, 
like physically writing a letter into a place like that takes not a lot of effort, but it still takes some amount of effort and some amount of thought. Yeah. You know, it's not this immediate trigger pull of, you know, like you said, people firing off a tweet and just like not checking anything, even if it's not a bad tweet, they're just, you you know, whatever. And it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're, if you're writing a letter, there's a, you know, just that, that little small, uh, uh, speed bump, you know, kind of like makes you go that, that little, that, that speed bump also makes you like take a second and be thoughtful because you don't have like, you can't edit it. You can't just like puke your ideas out into the void. It's like, okay, let me slow down. Think about what I want to say, which is like kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, a real person's actually going to read this and a real person's like actually going to be like, you know, Um, yeah. One letter uh, stood out to me. Dear Scott, thanks to you and Mike for sending along the sketch of the Joker. Drawing him with that rocket thing was even uh, more appropriate in light of Batman Adventures 16. That's when Joker tied Batman to the rocket, but then got his uh, pants burned off by it at the end. Looney Tunes style. (laughs) Yep. Speaking of which, very nice use of the cover as a segue right into the issue. And page two proved that... uh, one word is worth a thousand emotions, uh, as with the panel, Kelly, Mike, Rick, Rick, and Tim made me think of the years of frustration the Joker has caused on Batman. Once again, nice use of titles on both the issue and the axe with nods towards Moore, Wortham, Lee, and Eisner. This was the issue that was just full of comic book references. If you're a fan yeah. of comics, if you are into the inside baseball of comics, you will love that issue. Um, I suppose the in-jokes for this issue were irresistible. You were immediately recognizable in the bullpen scene. Patterson, but would you mind pointing out which faces go with which names? Meaning that that was the panel where they were all shuffled out of the room. And it was like the full cast of of the Batman adventures. And he he goes on to say, The Batman adventures is, along with Jeff Smith's Bone and Stan Sakai's Usagi Ojimbo, consistently one of the most enjoyable comic books being published. That was Tim West, Nashville, Tennessee. He says, Scott says, high praise indeed. Which faces go with which names? I got no idea what you're talking. And he's like, oh, fine. The diagram below, your readers, uh, your readers all think you're so smart, do you? None of you figured out what the cryptographer's feet actually said, though, did you? So it made me want to go back and, and check that because I know it's in Morse code and I know we pointed it out but I just assumed mm-hmm. that it was properly translated in the issue. I, yeah. But maybe not. I don't know. I didn't, I haven't translated it. Maybe next time I'll, I'll come, I'll come in hot next pod and be like, I figured <laughs> it out. I cracked the case. I think I'm not going to look it up. How about this? I'm not going to look it up. I think you should look it up. And then just because I think it'll be funny for me to add a sort of heightened bit of tension in it. Uh, you you should have that information and just figure a random spot in the episode to interrupt me and tell me what it <laughs> by was. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, all right. You you want the stinger for the next issue? Sting me, baby. Next issue: Man Bat, Tigress, the Werewolf, Doctor Dorian, Catwoman, Batman. Those are our stars, and all this and money too. By Kelly, Mike, Rick, Rick, and Richard. See you then. Scott Peterson. I'm excited for this issue. The cover is bonkers. It's like the cover is bonkers. A, a dog pile of creatures on this thing. So I'm, yeah, it, it, I'm real stoked. Yeah. 
it's so cool watching people. I think we talked about it uh, last episode. It's so cool watching people who are at the top of their game have fun yeah. while also being yeah. at the top of their game. Like there's there's just like it's like oh man. And and talking about the the previous letter I read, the guy compares this to like two comics that are huge notoriety within the industry, like Usagi and Bone. Like yeah, yeah. Like you know. I don't hear enough people talk I, about Batman Adventures in the same breath as, as those books, but they kind of should. I was good. Yeah, I was going to say that letter, like when I read it, I was like, yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good comparison because like, I think that like those, I, I think Yosagi Yojimbo, uh, Bone, and and this book are, uh, and there's probably some others I can't think of at the moment, are great examples that you can write an honest to God, all ages story, and it can still be just so good yeah you want to see what's in the to read pile yes i do jason nick what'd you read this week one of my favorite books of all time i think i've read it like six or seven times honest to God, six or seven, probably more is uh, slaughterhouse five by Kurt Vonnegut. But, but, uh, not too long ago, uh, Ryan North and, uh, Albert Montes did a comic book adaptation of slaughterhouse five. And oh. I immediately bought it because I really like, uh, Ryan North. And I'll be honest, I hadn't uh, seen, uh, Albert Montes, uh, work before, but from the, when Ryan North was uh, promoting it, I was like, wow, this looks really good. And, Seriously, one of my favorite books ever. And so uh, Slaughterhouse-Five or uh, The Children's Crusade uh, by Kurt Vonnegut, adaptation by Ryan North and Albert Montes. Um, nice. I think it's kind of, it, it also ties into what we were talking about uh, previously uh, on the episode, uh, if you're watching this of uh, independently, but just talking about violence um, in general. Yeah. Um, and and just what, what Slaughterhouse-Five, uh, I mean, it's a classic. I'm sure a lot of people have read it. But just sort of what it says about war and about violence and what people uh, uh, do to each other and just God, sure. it's 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 a I mean it's a fucking masterpiece for a reason. But the this comic book uh, this comic book adaptation is just is just so well done. And at every page that I read of it, I was like, man, the the people making this love this book as much as I do, and have oh, that's obviously always- read. Yeah, that's always yeah. like a really nice feeling. Like, oh, oh, we're yeah. like-minded. We're connected. Yeah, it's like I can it's like I can just tell like, oh, they've probably probably read it like 25 times. Like they've been <laughs> you know, like they they've been they've been in this and it's sure, sure. it's always yeah, it's just always so nice to see um with adaptations, especially of books and it's honest to god too. I think it's kind of a bit ambitious to translate uh, into comic books, a uh, somewhat modern book. I mean, I know it came out in the sure. 60s, I believe, because most comic book adaptations will tend to sort of like a classics or like public domain, yeah, sort of thing. Um, which is under which is understandable for a lot of reasons, but yeah, you know, Slaughterhouse Five, right? Oh, yeah, dude, uh, get, get it. It's it's well worth it. Uh, I, I've read this version too, like a, a couple of times. Uh, I, I want to get that version. I didn't know that was a thing that existed. Who it's put it out? Good. What what company? I can never pronounce their name right. Um, Ar- Arcania? Oh, it's an Arcania book. Okay. Yeah, Arcania. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They produce, 
they produce a lot of like odd stuff that's that's kind of book adjacent sometimes and and yeah uh, uh I, yeah i everything i get from them i always enjoy but i don't buy a lot from them i don't know i i i feel the same way about them as a publisher where like uh, i've i've read books that they've put out that i've liked i've picked right, up right books that like or just even seen books that like <laughs> it's like you know what? I, I will give it up to them for this like at any time I think like, oh, they're that kind of publisher. I see a book that's wildly different. I go, <laughs> wait, they're, I'm like, okay, so I guess they just kind of like, I, I they're true say, blue. Like if they just like the story, they're like, right. yeah, let's, they're like, let's, let's go do it. for it. Yeah, right. Yeah, which um, is fucking great, which is amazing. They always seem to put a lot of love into the book design as well. Like it's always like really yep. nice hardcovers, really nice paper, really like, Every oh, yeah. Arcania book I've picked up, uh, like even if I didn't like it as a comic, I've been like, "Oh, sh- they this is really nice." Like the quality oh, yeah, of yeah. everything is really nice. Yeah, it's like oh, they really ca- like they they honest to god really they care. Really like, care. Like, they want you yeah, to have a, yeah. a good good object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Jason. What's what's the you've known me now for like thirty years? Yeah, yeah, maybe a little more, Jason. What's the one thing I always say? Uh, you, you, you always say never try to win a land war in Asia. <laughs> Jason, what's the second thing I always say? Uh, I'm drawing a blank, Nick. Okay. What, the one thing I always say is... <laughs> okay because uh i read i read some godzilla uh <laughs> oh fuck yeah i read godzilla the half century war um by james stoke uh we talked about his uh orphan in the five beasts book a while back that i read and i found myself in the comic shop and i was like i was chatting with the person who was running it and and um i was saying that like i read that and i would really love to read some more james stoke and he was like He's like, oh, we got this Godzilla uh, book. You know, it's actually he was like, this is if you were going to pick one Godzilla book to read, this is the one he was like, all the other ones pale in comparison. You should check it out. And I have you watched a lot of Godzilla? Are you a Godzilla fan? Uh, I'm a Godzilla fan. Um, There was I remember one year. I'm a Godzilla fan. Uh, I, I. I remember one year that's a treasured memory uh, of uh, I was like 13 or 14 and uh, the sci-fi channel was still relatively new. And on New Year's Eve, they were running a Godzilla marathon and me and my dad were like, yeah, one of the things me and my dad loved doing was just like watching old movies. Like if it was like old and in black and white, we're like, we're just like parked in front of it. Nice. Nice. And, and and I just, I I remember that. And like, I, I have always had a love for, um, for for kaiju stories too of any you know ultraman and stuff i loved when i was sure. a kid like that, I, uh, kind of, that kind of thing but not as like deep into the lore as some godzilla fans yes, can be yes. I'll, I'll say i'll say that i'll say that so uh i got into godzilla uh similarly to you uh like maybe 5 or so years ago uh i was having christmas with the in-laws and we they had been putting on either Christmas music or Hallmark Channel like nonstop, 
and we just yeah. needed a break. And so yeah, little palate cleanser. Comet was running a Godzilla marathon and like, Hell yeah, and it just like it hit right at the right time in my life. And I think there was also I started getting into pinball at the same time. There's going to be connective tissue for this story, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so th- one of the things that I like about pinball is that it's so like tactile and like mm. all the little figures are something that somebody has designed and made and how it moves is something that's like designed and built and made. And yeah, so there's kind of like beauty in that of like, well, cause there's, there's such little room for error when there's a physical, when you, yeah. when you're designing it, right. when, when you're saying I'm going to have a curved track and it's like, Oh yes. shit, well it can't be that curved. And, and so like there, yeah. It's, and so the, the, I kind the of found nature, I kind of found the same love of like crafting a beautiful thing in the Godzilla movies because they craft these like beautiful cityscapes that they wire with like explosives and then a guy in a rubber suit like fucking annihilates them. And I was like, yeah, and this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't it like this, the same guy for the majority of them, right? For, was, for a lot was... of them. So there's, there's a lot of history with who's in the suit and, and, who does a better Godzilla and fans will debate it. And you know, like I, so anyway, I, oh my God, so I'm, I'm going to have to look up some of those debates. So there was like, you know, I, I was like in and out on a lot of movies. And then after that, every time I saw a comet was running a marathon, I would like catch a few here and there. I couldn't even tell you which ones I've seen and which ones I haven't, because it was just, it was like if, just on, you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. What, and I was paying what attention. Was it those, was it was it those uh, original English dubs too? So those like sometimes were, really really bad yes, English dubs. Yes. So there was some uh, original English dubs. Uh, there was a, a lot of uh, uh, you know new stuff, old stuff, you know black and white color, whatever, whatever era. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Shannon was gone for a week. My lovely wife. She was gone for a week at work in Gainesville, and I was like. Well, I got the house to myself. What am I going to do? And so I just started watching Godzilla. <laughs> I, I watched just mainlining some. Yes, Godzilla. I watched all the new legendary stuff. Um, King Kong, uh, the three Godzilla movies, the Godzilla versus Kong. I watched oh, those are fun. I watched the 1998 Godzilla. That was terrible that the Americans made. I watched not so fun. the three animes that like uh, Netflix made that are fucking awful. Um, really? I watched, I, I watched, even know they made, made uh, them. I watched Shin Godzilla, the new Japanese one, which is fan fucking tastic. Jason, it's Ooh. Godzilla versus bureaucracy. It's so Hell good. Yes. It's so Hell good. Yes. Please watch Shin Godzilla. Please. If you take anything away I, from this, watch <laughs> Shin Godzilla. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I, I started like being like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to chip away at the Godzilla movies and eventually like finish them. Um, so I haven't, I haven't gotten into the, the other eras of Godzilla quite yet, but safe to say I was a fan and I I was starting to wrap my mind around Godzilla. And so I picked up half century war and this book is about basically a guy that sees Godzilla come out of the water. He's a military guy. They don't know what they're supposed to handle. And, you know, Godzilla comes strolling down the road you know, and they're in a tank and they're firing at it and it like messes him up it as in a way where he's like, 
He's like, I got to see this thing to the end. I want to kill this thing. But Godzilla in this book is, it's like trying to kill a hurricane. You know, he's an unstoppable force. Yeah. Godzilla force of nature. Yeah. 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 So it's about the thing. The half century war is this man's personal journey and, and the way that his government has enabled him as he volunteers into military service to basically fight Godzilla through the years. And uh, it ends with him uh, being old and trying to desperately get Godzilla to pay attention to him. And I won't spoil it, but it's like, it's just so good, Jason. It's so good. If you have any love in your heart for Godzilla, James Stoke (laughs) draws these beautiful cityscapes that are absolutely destroyed. I was going to, yeah, I was gonna say if 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 he's drawing it, I mean, when when you mention uh, the 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 other orphan and the um, orphan and the five beasts, yeah. When I when I looked at that art, I was like, oh oh yeah. yeah. And then James, when you when you said oh, and he's drawing Godzilla, I'm like, he he okay, drew and well. wrote this book, so he's got love of Godzilla too. And he actually there's uh, uh, extras in the back where he like talks about like why he made decisions that he made and like the process oh, of awesome. like of like trying to get Godzilla like right, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And how, how his editor was uh, informing him at the time, how they wrote a couple of different endings and then settled on one and why they settled on that one. So if you're into, into that stuff behind the scenes as well, it's, it's very, very good. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. He, uh, the whole thing is just so, so good. And he has an ability to create like a scope of environment like as far as like size that I think only yeah. a handful of comic artists are really doing. It's just beautiful. It's like, he's the perfect guy for the job and he just threw himself into it. I, yeah, I can't recommend yeah. it enough. It makes me want to read more Godzilla. It makes me be like, Oh, maybe the comics are pretty good. Actually. I, you know what? I bet there's like, I bet there's some really kick-ass uh, Godzilla uh, manga. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they're actually, if- Yes. So in yeah. the seventies, cause I, I went down a rabbit hole of like checking out, like what's the good Godzilla to read. Cause I don't, I don't know. I'm like brand new to yeah. this. So yeah. uh, there is a bunch of seventies manga Godzilla stuff. I don't know if it's good to read or not, or if it's even in English, but like, well, I mean, there. I'd also, I would also want to read some of the, like, some of the bad Godzilla, you know, like, cause, cause that stuff probably is... very fun, probably yeah. very fun. Yeah. Jason, Nicholas, where can, where can people reach you? People can reach me uh, on the Twitters still. I'm, I'm sort of sliding out of there a little bit, but still on the Twitters at King of Black Acid. Also, this podcast, which I still have to get better at promoting on the day our podcast actually drops in the feed. Hey, pr- promote <laughs> it any, any day you want to. Any and every day. New uh, post every but, day. Fine. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> But we're we're also uh, on Twitter at uh, World Second Finest. That's uh, World Second Finest with the the two. Yep. Up in up in that name, the numeral. Yep. And I believe uh, Nick is also on Twitter on on uh, uh, Live Journal still probably. <laughs> live um, Journal. 
No, no, no. I'm sorry. People, You're too goth for that. You're on can, Dead Journal. Can, remember yeah. Dead Journal? No, I don't remember Dead Journal. <laughs> because live because Live Journal was open source. Uh, you can find like, me. You can find me on some, Live Journal. You can find me on Makeout Club. You can find me on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about Makeout Club. Uh, I was never on that, but I totally forgot about that. Oh God. So what a what a wild time. The internet. yeah yeah. Uh, you can find me on uh, Linktree slash Nick Phil. I'm also on Twitter at Nick Phil. Uh, I'm on uh, YouTube and Twitch at Nick Phil. Uh, I just did a, uh, I flattered an Andy Kuber X-Men thing on Twitch just yesterday. Uh, mm. It was a very chill stream. There's no like real art that came out of it because it's really just, I'm just prepping the piece basically. But like, yeah, yeah. still just hung out, chit chatted, talked about Batman. You know, it was a good time. Yeah, as you do. Fuck as you yeah. do. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. I do. And also, right. like, I think sometimes people who aren't as, um, uh, let's say, sick as we are, <laughs> really... Uh, Comic book perverts? Is that what you're trying to say, Jason? Let's not dance yeah, sure, around let's it. Go with let's it. not dance yeah. around it. Yeah, no, direct, direct. <laughs> I might be a pervert, but I'm direct. Wait, no, that, that, that doesn't sound good either. <laughs> that doesn't, no, that's not what I want. <laughs> it sounds worse. Oh, God, it's getting worse. Uh, but it's it's um, it's it's just nice. To, it's just a nice uh, feeling to, uh, to 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 share that, to try Absolutely. to get someone close. Like if someone's excited about it and they're like and it's great that like, you know, of course, my friends are like, oh, give give you this back. I'm like. No, but I just want you to like the book and like, yeah. you know, the, the, and also I don't think you understand the amount that I have and I need room right. for more right. so I can get more Dude. also. So it's a selfish thing too. It's, it's disappeared and it's been replaced by trade paperbacks that I've, that I've yeah. already put up there. Uh, this is the thing I, you remind me of, um, a friend of a friend started reading comics when, uh, we were in Florida and, uh, she had like just started reading comics and she read a couple trade paperbacks of why the last man. And she was like, this is really good. Like this, she was like, I didn't know comics could be like that. And I was like, here's the rest of them. Just like <laughs> brought a stack in. And I was like, read oh, them yeah. whenever, give them back to me. Don't give them back to me, whatever. Just enjoy them. You know? Oh yeah. My, my, my good, yeah. My good friend, uh, uh Pat that I, I, I give him, I mean, he's always loved comic books and like, yeah, I give him, give, give them all, all the time. If I have a yeah. stack that like, yeah. I think he'll like, and also I'm just like, kind of trying to make room i'll like i'll text him and be like hey man where are you at you want some you want some comic books you haven't read and he's always like fuck yeah and he always yeah like yeah yeah i'm yeah yeah it's ambassadors it's just, of the medium it's important it's important yeah it it is god god i love comic books no, it's done it's completed like they they made yeah. the bad movie they yeah, made the yeah, bad yeah. comic book they made the bad whatever it's just it's someone completed it and they put it out and it, and it's mm. just really fun to to see like the the attempt and the ambition sometimes and yeah and it, it's so, it's just such a so a, a human you're human experience of like, of like oh yeah you're not always I, gonna win them all huh <laughs> I was putting together we were talking about putting together something it was some like I was on some media call for uh, one of the IPs that I'm part of and I was like. I was like, as long as we're going to do things right, like, you know, we can we can go forward. And then so I think it was my editor said to me, he was like, look, nobody ever sets out to do it wrong. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. <laughs> like we're going to yeah, do the best yeah. we can. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah why, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why the, um, the, uh, re- remember when sci-fi channel years ago tried to make deliberately bad movies, like all like the Sharknados oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, yeah, man, no, those movies actually suck because you're trying to, you're making this like winking nod at like a thing. Like the reason why people liked the room is that like clearly Tommy Wiseau was like something like that happened to him, but he didn't know how to write a script, but he wrote one anyway. Yeah, right, and did right. all this and like there's a, there's and a place of like yeah the earnestness of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. So it's like yeah, that, that's a very really good. Yeah, no one ever sets out to to make to fuck up something up. bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have some 